Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, happy first week of summer and welcome back in to the Moment of Cluth podcast. This week's guest is someone I could talk to for hours and hours, but I try to keep these episodes at about 30 minutes. Her name is Courtney Hall and she's the host of NBC Chicago Today. We met while working in the Chicago market and became good friends. She's hilarious, has been through the ups and downs of coming up in the broadcast world, and she has some sound advice on staying true to who you are in this business. Welcome into the Moment of Cluth podcast. I'm so happy to have you on finally. So happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to be on. Of course. So just for our listeners, I want to tell um, a little bit of the backstory for us. We became friends while working in the Chicago market, and we really got closer this spring when we were at a sports and uh, sports reporters host networking event. And I remember women talking, in sports. Yes. yes, women in sports. Let me clarify the best kind. Yeah. Of um, and we were talking a little bit about the industry and the ups and downs with it. And I just felt like you gave me such solid advice and I get asked questions all the time about this industry. So I thought I'd have you on to talk about that. Oh, thank you. So you started in Orlando, right? I started, I actually started on air in Champaign. Wow. So that was my first market. Yeah. And so I was in Champaign for like two years and then I went to Orlando. So for people who think that this industry is just something you can just jump right in because they think, oh, I have the personality for TV. What do you say to them? Um, <laughs> I could say not only, I mean, you know, everybody thinks, you know, once they've heard of you or whatever, like, oh, she, you know, she became like an overnight success. And I just say that there's no such thing as an overnight success. What you don't see is all the work and preparation that goes in before you've heard of that person. Um, so not only, yeah, not only do you not just jump right in, but I don't even, even if you could, like, I, I, I don't suggest it because I was so bad when I started. Same. <laughs> Same. I was I so bad. Days. Oh. And I'm just, you know, I'm thankful that I made those horrible mistakes in Champagne where, you know, I could just like forget about it and leave that <laughs> version of myself in Champagne. Um, because I definitely, you know, you definitely don't want to make those mistakes when you're on the air in Chicago or New York or LA. Right. And everybody makes mistakes that you're always going to be constantly learning and evolving in this industry, but. Right. When you're green, it's very noticeable. So you went to Champagne. Did you shoot and edit for yourself there? You know what? I was lucky enough not to. Wow. I don't know how I got around that, but I think when I was coming up, it was like at that very time when, when reporters were still paired with photographers. And then after me, all of a sudden it started to change. And we started to hire, they started to hire their, their first MMJ's multimedia journalist after me and I'm so thankful that I didn't have to deal with that because you have enough to think about as a reporter and you think you're thinking about your questions you're thinking about how to frame the story you're thinking about you know how to present that story to the audience well I mean that's like a full-time thing so yeah. if you add to that the technicalities of the camera work I just think it's too much I also think it's a safety issue 
particularly with women like out by themselves a lot of times we're not in the best neighborhoods and you know to send people there send people out by themselves with like thousands of dollars worth of heavy equipment I'm just not down for <laughs> absolutely I had to do it in New Orleans and it was I mean it was first of all so hot and I was carrying oh. 40 pounds worth of gear but I digress that is behind yeah us. <laughs> I mean seriously I feel like you have PTSD from that like, yeah back problems that's for sure um yeah how many jobs did you apply to before you landed that first job in Champaign mm. you know I don't know I can't remember and I you know what I don't think it was that many because before Champaign I was actually working behind the scenes in New York Oh, wow. for Bloomberg News. So, um, and then I was like in the Medill program. So I think that I had actually, I sent my, you know what, I, I when I was in New York, a very, um, like one of the reporters there, um, a mentor of mine said to me, like, if there's any shred of you who that wants to be on air, do it now while you're young. Mm -hmm. So I took that advice. It was great advice and I did it. And so when I say, I don't know how many jobs I applied to, cause like I literally blindly sent my tape everywhere or, you know, like I would, I got together a tape while in New York, like just, they would let me sit on the anchor desk afterwards. And, you know, after they were finished with the show and you let me put together a few packages for my tape. And then I had some of the tape that I had put together in graduate school, but, um, I just sent that out everywhere. Oh, Palm Springs, that sounds awesome, sent. Like I sent it everywhere and then Champagne was one of them and I was lucky enough to get it and it's just within driving distance of where I grew up, so. Did you lock into a contract on that first deal or were you year to year? I did, I did. They were doing contracts, like so much has changed. I was like on just like the cusp of when everything was changing when they were trying to you know, they were still doing contracts and it was still like a two year or three year contract. And so I was locked into that before people were doing, before stations were doing all this like freelance per diem stuff. Mm -hmm. Seems like everybody's doing that now. Um, I so then know. you went Champagne to Orlando. That's a big jump in terms of market size. How did you execute it is. You know, Champagne is around market like 82, and then Orlando is, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's top 20, but it's definitely top 30. It's a big market jump. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just, half of it's hard work and half of it's luck. You have to be honest, right? Mm -hmm. And as I was trying to get out of Champagne, I knew it was time to, to make moves. Again, I sent my tape to a lot of different markets. But as soon as I got a market in Florida, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is where I'm going. Not only because, you know, the weather, but yeah. also because I knew crazy news happens in Florida. Florida man. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Florida man is a true, true thing. <laughs> so um, I, my criteria in jumping from, uh, in going from, um, champagne to another market was it had to be a place with its own airport that i could just fly into i didn't have to like fly and then drive two hours and then it had to have a major sports team okay good qualification so i mean yeah those are the qualifications you know 
Um, I New Orleans would have worked. Yes, New Orleans was the best. I got really lucky because that was my first market, and I oh I my gosh, yeah, 170 that's markets. <laughs> yeah, that's like super lucky. It was, but I had to like do a lot of work while I was there. Worth it because I and grew. And you so were hard. an MMJ. So there's always a trade off. Yep, always fun city. Work five people's jobs. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to backtrack a little bit because you made a comment that I. I want to talk about, you said you knew it was time for you to move on. And I think there's comes a point in every reporter's career when you're ready to jump markets or ready to leave the station you're at. How did you know that you were actually ready for that move? Well, I always, in getting into this, you know, we're from the Chicago area. So, you know, we're not small town girls. (laughs) So I always knew that I wanted to be in a big city. Now it took me a while to know that I just, I just love where I'm from. I love Chicago. Um, before, you know, I mean, it was like, no, maybe I want to do New York. Maybe I want to do LA, but it was never a small city. You know, I always had that ambition that I wanted to move up. And so when you have that ambition, that drive to do that, I mean, I wasn't letting anything keep me in champagne. Like, I was not, I'm very thankful that that was my start, but I said, okay, I'm going to get out of here. And, you know, and so then around that, you know, one and a half year mark, you know, I'm, I'm really looking at my, going back and watching my tape, looking at ways to improve, working with, um, I got an agent in that time, working with an agent, seeing, um, you know, what I needed to improve on. I was taking meetings in New York. I was taking meetings in, in um, Chicago and, you know, just gathering feedback from news directors like, oh, she's great, but she's too green or whatever, whatever. And I, you know, just keep at it, keep working and keep, keep doing it. Um, so, I mean, I knew that it was time for me to leave because I'm like, I wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that drives you to work harder. In my sense, I knew that I wanted to come back to Chicago and that's how it happened for me. I just busted my butt until I was good enough. Exactly. Um, Exactly. And that's what I did. So it's like, there was no, I didn't become like complacent because like I wanted to get out. It was, I kept my eye on that goal. I'm like, this is not this place is not me. And I felt that way in Orlando too, because I mean, Orlando is a much bigger city, but like, I'm just not, not Florida, you know, like I I like to visit like Miami, but like, I'm just, yeah, it's just not me. So I knew that I had to get out of there. I saw a meme the other day that said, um, Google your birthday with Florida man. And mine was, Florida man sets his own house on fire, afraid that <laughs> vampires will come to his home. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh. I need to do that. It's so funny. Um, okay. So I then Orlando, how long were you in Orlando for? I was in Orlando about two and a half years too, as well. Two and a, it was two and a half, two and a half. Boom. In and out, in and out, in and out. So five and years was- before you got back to Chicago. Yeah, about five or six years, I'd say. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. Then we begin our Chicago journey. And yes. you, you worked at WGN, um, number one did. morning news in Chicago for seven years. What was that like? 
So when I, when I got here, I just remember, like, I wanted to get out of Florida so, so bad. And so, and it's like, oh my gosh. And then I got this job in Chicago and it was at the number one station, a station like I grew up watching, like, you know, and it was, it was amazing because when I, when I started, I started in December and, you know, in December, like everybody's taking their holiday breaks. So when I first got there, I was thrown into anchoring on WGN, anchoring, not reporting, just anchoring. And that was, I mean, so amazing to me because I was hired on as like a CLTV anchor, which, mm -hmm. you know, CLTV, it's like hyper local. It's no longer RIP CLTV. But, you know, I, that was kind of like the toe in the door. Um, I believe Robert Feeder called it like the minor, a minor league, you know, the minor leagues before you get to the major leagues of WGN, like kind of like where they pull from, which is fine. It was totally true in my case. Like it was like, what, double A? Yeah, like, the farm system. Up, <laughs> right. Then I was like pulled up to bat in the majors when it was Christmas break and everybody was off. So I was pulled in to anchor with like people I grew up watching like Bob Jordan and like, you know, Dina Bear and like, I, like these people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like sitting next to Bob Jordan and Steve Sanders while like anchoring. And it was kind of surreal. And, you know, when I started, you know, I, it's not like I was great, but I was, you know, good enough, I guess. And <laughs> so because of that experience, once WGN Morning News expanded into its 9 a.m. hour, I got a position within the 9 a.m. hour. I was doing the headlines for that 9 a.m. hour, which I'm so, so thankful for um, because it had, in addition to me doing my CLTV thing, that was fine. It had a permanent foot in the, in the door for, you know, the major leagues, the WGN morning news top rated. My face was in the open, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so, I was so proud to be a part of it. So um, the experience was great. And it, you know, I remember getting, you know, it's just like anything, like if you're in a position and you feel like you're not advancing as fast as you feel like you should be advancing, it's easy to get frustrated and, you know, like, when is, when are things going to happen for me? When are doors going to open for me? When are things going to change? What I encourage anybody to do, if they're feeling like that, is think is think about how much your life has changed in the past five years. Mm -hmm. And I thought in that moment, five years ago, I was in Orlando, hating it, frustrated, wanting to leave. And now I'm working in the third largest market in the country, a place where I grew up. My friends are able to watch me on TV. My mom literally comments about my outfit every single day. <laughs> and like, I mean, it's like, then you just... Okay, a lot's changed. You think about the like last five years. Literally everything that I wanted to happen in the last five years happened. And then you like become thankful and you calm the fuck down, right? <laughs> it's all manifestation. That's and that's it's all manifestation, right? It happens, it manifests, and you're like, when is this gonna happen? When is this? And we all feel that way. But think about where you are now and think about where you were five years ago. And then you'll be like, okay, wait a minute. It's all happening. Mm -hmm. And you bring up a good point with CLTV getting your foot in the door. 
you never know what could happen. If you're surrounding yourself with people who could give you that one opportunity that gets you in the nine o'clock hour on the number one newscast, maybe that's not right. the description of the job that you signed up for, but you can make it happen by having a good mentality and by putting in the work. So you are living, breathing proof of that. And now you also host Bulls in Arena and you are the new host of Chicago Today on NBC. So tell me about that journey. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of a continuation of what I, what I said in that, you know, I was at WGN for seven years. That's the longest I've been at any job. You know this, Megan. You like, we're like, you know, two years and I'm two out. Years. Like, whatever. On to the Keep next. Moving. Keep it moving. Yep. On to the next, especially in this career path. Um, so I was like, oh my God, I've been here for seven years. I was like, so kind of, I had to, you know, I had to kind of um, manage my frustration because I was so thankful to be at a num at the number one station um, in the city. And I was so thankful to be an anchor part of it. Like I had become an indoor cat, like wasn't going to do this like outdoor roving reporter sh shit, which is like, so, you know, it's a lot, it's a grind. Um, but I was getting frustrated because, you know, I, there were promotions I'd gotten passed over for, you know, it happens. And, um, I just wasn't kind of advancing. I wasn't expanding my role within WGN as quickly as I wanted to. And, you know, insert, you know, different. So I'm talking to my agent and he's bringing me new opportunities. So somewhere along the way with, with uh, my work at WGN, I got the opportunity through my agent. Um, he told me about the Bulls and that they were looking for an in arena host. And I had no idea what that was. Um, so I was, it was not on my radar at all, but, um, I tried out for it. They're like, okay, well, how would you like interact with the crowd? And I'm like, I thought this, first of all, if, if you've never been into the United Center when there's no, there's no basketball court down, there's no ice down for hockey, there's no nothing. It's just completely an empty arena. It's so weird. And I had to pretend like there were fans there. And I thought the audition was a disaster. But apparently they liked me. Um, they had seen my work on WGN. So, um, and I was able to react in, to live situations because of my work on live TV. So I got that opportunity and we were able to get WGN to agree to it by saying, you know, it's just an opportunity for, for me to um, interact with our viewers. Um, and, you know, I said something and it turned out to be one of the best decisions um, I've ever made one of the best opportunities because that opportunity as an in arena host allowed me to be viewed by a totally different audience. Like mm -hmm. it expanded my, um, you know, it, it kind of, uh, I was really um, nervous to be in front of like live audiences, you know, I was like, TV is different than being in front of 21,000 people in person, mm -hmm. but it kind of broke that down. So now I'm able to do that. Um, but it also just let me interface with our audience in a different way. And it's, it's just really, really fun on top of that. So I think doing that set me up for getting the job as 
host of Chicago Today because when the auditions happened for Chicago Today, they saw all this fun stuff I did with the Bulls and some of the more fun stuff I did on WGN and it made them think, um, well, she could do a lifestyle show, which that wasn't even on my radar either. It's just kind of your steps before help you with your path forward. And so I wasn't, I wasn't even on the lookout to do a lifestyle show. I just knew that I wanted another opportunity. I knew that I wanted to, I knew that I had grown out of what I was currently doing at WGN. So I needed to have my role either expand or I needed to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like this podcast is all about um, standing in your authenticity and knowing your truth. And it sounds like you came to a moment. Normally I ask, is there a moment in your career where you knew you weren't being authentic to yourself? And it sounds like that was the moment for you when you knew that it was time to move on. And also not to mention, I'm, this is my favorite story you've ever told me. You, while working the Bulls and the morning show at WGN, those are com two completely opposite shifts. So you're up from like two to 10 every day, 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then you're working yeah. nights yeah. at the United Center and you were taking yeah. naps under your coworkers' desks at WGN. <laughs> Please tell the story. George it's my favorite George Costanza moment. <laughs> George Costanza moment, but I I'm like, listen, I just need, in, like a power nap is a gift from the baby Jesus. Sometimes that's all you need is to take, give me 30 minutes. I just need 30 minutes. Sometimes it would be in the lactation room. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, like, sorry <laughs> lactating mothers. I need to take a nap in here. <laughs> if the lactation room was locked, then I would go into a dear friend of mine, her office, and I would just be like, oh my gosh, let me just take my coat, ball it up and make it into like a little like pillow and just get 30 minutes of a cat nap underneath her desk, <laughs> George Costanza style. And then I would be refreshed for the rest of my shift. But yeah, it was brutal. The brutal. things you don't see on TV when I was working mornings. I know. I the photographers and I had like a routine, like, okay, this is our 21 minute nap window. So we would like shut down from our last live shot. We'd pull like curtains up in the live van. And then we both like, oh, yeah. nothing like napping next to your like 50 year old coworker. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm well, sorry then for I heard some people, some people would like nap in their cars. And I'm like, that's even more weird. Like, yeah. I just feel like, like, I don't want to nap in my car and have people, like, walk by and, like, see me mouth open asleep in the exactly. car. It's weird. There's safety in numbers for yeah. me. Like, look, if we're both asleep, yeah. nothing can happen to us. Exactly. If you're both asleep, you're able to pull a curtain. That's golden. Yep. The things you don't see on TV. It's like the morning show yeah. that, uh, the show on Hulu with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Yes. her in West yeah. Virginia. I'm like, yes, I can relate to getting my makeup done, doing my own makeup in a truck that's moving and eating. In a truck. Food. Right. Oh yeah. Um, totally. So Not as glamorous as it looks people. Oh, no, none of it is. Television is not, yeah. not at all as glamorous. Yeah. Now you're at NBC today and you're thriving. You were also married last year talk about like really just stepping into your own at this point in your life i think that um so I, I there was a lot going on last year i was getting married um you know i was getting married and then i had um this job opportunity uh you know out there as well and and 
you know, you know, all this stuff that happens when you're like planning a wedding and then this job comes up and I'm just like, ah, so I was like crazy. Like I'm like, and I, I truly believe because I was like so stressed out on like both of these things, you know, I was, it kind of mitigated the stress for both of them. It like, it split the difference. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I couldn't get too stressed out about one because I was stressed out about the other one. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to go to this job interview, but oh my God, my mom is like talking to me about this fitting. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, all of that, all of that. So, um, yeah, a lot happened for me last year and I'm very thankful to all of it. Um, it was a lot, but I think when you say stepping into your authenticity, sometimes you don't know something is so authentically you until until you do it, until it happens. And I think that a good point, a good example is this job. Um, I wasn't on the lookout for a lifestyle job. I liked my job at WGN. I liked it a lot and I liked the people who I worked with. But now that I'm at NBC and, and the host of this lifestyle show, I realize how much more me it is. You know what I mean? I'm able to just do the fun stuff. We do really important shows, which I'm really proud of. Um, like we do, we, we addressed um, the racial injustice. We addressed the um, protests going on in Chicago. We address, we're addressing COVID. We are, you know, making it a point to continue those conversations. Um, but also we're able to tell you where to, you know, how to entertain your family and, and stuff like that too. And like, you know, what are the best, you know, ways that you could like, you know, make these or recreate these drinks from your favorite restaurant at home. You know, we're informing people, but in a very fun way, a very relaxed way, a very lifestyle way. Um, so I'm really proud of that. And I, and it's, it's, it's still storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. It's not storytelling in the news way, but it is still at the end of the day, it's still storytelling. And I, and I didn't realize how much more me this is until I did it, until I had the opportunity. So for anyone who's maybe like on the fence about something that might be them, what's your advice? My advice is take the chance, take the chance, just do it. You never know know until you try. Take the chance. Um, If you do not, if you are in, if you're in a role and you feel like you're comfortable and you're no longer growing, explore what else is out there because you always want to keep growing. You always want to keep pushing forward. Um, And if your ambition, and and there's nothing wrong with people who wanted, who want to who wanted to stay in Champaign or who wanted to stay in Orlando or whatever, that's fine. Just make sure you keep growing within that, that area mm-hmm. then. Um, but always keep growing, always keep moving forward in some sort of way, whether it's, you know, for me, I'm still in Chicago, but I'm, I'm going to grow forward in this way. Now with this new lifestyle show, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I know you're on a time. So keep here. moving. 
I know um, you've got to jump on another call in a second here. So I just want to real quick at the end of this podcast, I like to play two truths and a lie. And I feel like you're going to be so good at this. You have to tell me okay. two truths and a lie, all three in a row. And I guess which one the lie is. Oh man, two truths and a lie. Um, I was crowned Miss Oak Brook, Illinois in 1995 I played the tuba growing up in high school. I graduated from high school with a 4.2 GPA. Okay, well, I know you're super smart, so I'm going to go with that as a truth. I'm going to say the tuba is the lie. <laughs> no! no! I was never... There's not a such thing as Miss Oprah, Illinois. I've never been in any pageant, so no. <laughs> you got me. Look at that I'm strategy sure. there. You get to lie up front. That is some sneaky strategy. Sneaky stuff. Sneaky stuff. So well, thank you yes. so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank I feel like you. I could go on and on with this episode. I could. Can we do this again with unrestricted time? Yes. All right. All right. Love you so much for coming on. See you soon. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Moment of Kluth podcast. I'm your host, Megan Kluth. For more episodes, please subscribe and share this episode with others. Visit MeganKluth.com to get in touch. Head over to my YouTube channel to watch and stay tuned for more great interviews. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.